Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday. It's high noon. You're listening to the Ultacast here on Mutiny Radio. This is Pam Benjamin, your host. My voice is significantly lower this week because I've been sick. So, you're welcome. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I'm such a jerk. No, I'm still here to bring you guys the news. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is out today uh, doing an interview. We hope that she gets that whatever she wants in life. Absolutely. I'll join Wonderment to her. Also, Antoinette coming today. Cubana pop-up. Chef Antoinette. Super fun times. Love talking to her about all of what's going on in the Cuban sandwich world. It's really delicious. Uh, She's doing her pop-up twice a month now at Bender's. And, um, man, the pork is like, what is she doing with it? We'll talk about cooking. We'll talk about stuff. It'll be great here on the AltaCast, your... Socialist news bastion. I'm. I wish I was a good socialist as I pretend to be. Uh, but hey, trying to think in the right direction. We've got the news from the Drug Policy Alliance, also from Narl Pro Choice America. I wanted to talk a little bit about Snoop Dogg today, because um, of the stuff that happened between him and 45, and then also little oh, Snoop and Martha, because it just makes me so happy. I, people who know me know that I have an obsession with Martha Stewart uh, that goes so far back. Uh, I started getting her magazine when it first came out, like in 97, or I don't even know if Living was Living started, I think, in like 91. Anyways, I've been addicted to Martha Stewart for a long time, and uh, I have her cooking Bible. I call it the Bible. It's so broken on the pages, like, because I use it so much for like pot of shoe, stuff like that. So anyways, this is, I'll I'll open with a lovely story about me trying to meet Martha Stewart. So some of you might know that there's a little uh, reality TV show that 45, our 
president used to run a reality TV show. It's like trying to explain it to aliens. They'd be like, what are you, what is wrong with you people? Anyway, had a little show called The Apprentice. And when Martha Stewart came out of jail, what, what, hardcore. Um, and thrown down for things that people all the time, she got caught for something that everybody does. And it's like, they just made an example of her. Anyways, okay. I love Martha Stewart. Just So they started a show, The Martha Stewart's Apprentice, and I wanted to be on it so badly. I made my tape uh, at the time I was working for Ethan Allen, so I like was walking around the Ethan Allen studio and being like, I'm the visual merchandiser, hello, and I was being all silly. And I showed them the book. I'm like, yeah, of course my Martha Stewart's Bible is broken here on like page 576 for Pot of Shoe, of course. Um, and I... But anyways, I got called in for this interview. I got a second interview. I went to LA and I, they took a Polaroid of me, which means that they were thinking of me. If they could take a Polaroid of you, that means they're like trying to match you and see if your look is right. And of course, I don't have a look. I have a look for radio. So I get the picture taken. I'm so excited. I When I go up there to LA, I, I'm staying at my friend's house and I'm made bread dough the night before and I let the cinnamon rolls rise in the oven and I took them out and then I baked them and I brought them there and I brought them sticky buns because I know that Martha Stewart when she's nervous she likes to bring she likes to bake and then bring it to the meeting and so I was like okay I'm totally gonna follow a Martha thing anyways that was one of the first times in my life I was I didn't smoke pot for six weeks because I was waiting to find out if I was moving forward on that show sadly was not chosen for the first season of the Martha Stewart Apprentice and I watched the entire season and I was so disappointed because people were so boring and I kept saying if I would have been on the show anyways she said at one point on that show women in business don't cry my dear and I was I mean and I cry all the time like it's just a thing I do I'm just very emotional Anyway, I would have just been the, I'm a loose cannon. I'm the loose cannon in the reality TV show world. Like I would come in and just blow the shit up and cry all the time and be all dramatic and yell. I, you know, I, I can curse that they'd be beep, 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 beep. And Martha would be like, get this bitch out of here. But she would never say bitch. But, uh, and I'm sure Martha and I would never fight. Cause I'd be like, I love you. I love you. Let me try harder for you. Try this. Um, try this. She's buff. <laughs> okay. So. Was not chosen. The next year rolls around and I go wait in line and I get chosen again. So I get brought back to a second interview. This time it's in San Diego proper. And they bring me up to a hotel room and they videotape me and we talk about stuff. And they were like, where were you last year? And I said, you guys are the casting director. I was there. You took a Polaroid of me just like you're going to do again. And they did. And they were like, if it gets picked up for a second season, you're definitely on it but they said, we really don't think it's going to get picked up. So that's when they offered me. They said, how would you like to do Donald Trump's The Apprentice? And I said, fuck no, I hate that guy. <laughs> when offered fame and opportunity, I turned it down because I don't like Donald Trump. But I did, I would do that for Martha Stewart. Oh my God, just to meet Martha Stewart would be like, if I met her, I would be crying like, I don't even think she'd think I'm a she'd think she know a crazy person. I'm I, I'm already getting verklempt about it just thinking about the concept of like meeting her in person and being like because she she's a feminist and amazing one. I mean her her capitalist tendencies really bother me just because I'm a socialist. But what I do appreciate about her is that she took a thing that women were expected to do and she turned it into an art where people can actually make money, like women were just supposed to be like making cranberry topiaries at home or whatever. I don't know what they, but I've made one of her cranberry topiaries. 
I made a wreath out of cranberry. And when she did it on the show, you didn't think it was going to be that difficult. And it was like nine bags of cranberries. And I was taking toothpicks and cutting them in half and then sticking them in the... My fingers were bleeding. What what I will do for Martha. Um, anyway, so that's my... That's my Martha Stewart story. Um, I didn't get to meet her. I, they didn't pick it up for a second season, so. But hey, Martha, I love you. Oh, so yeah, so that's my whole thing. She, she turned domesticity into a thing that we were just supposed to do, and then she turned it into an industry and a booming and amazing industry. And although she did not start the Food Network, like she was a big step toward that because before that cooking shows were just on KPBS. So you have like, obviously Julia Child, amazing, bow down to the original. Um, and that guy, that the, the guy in uh, Australia, he's been around forever, like 50 years, a galloping gourmet or whatever. And Frugal Gourmet, I loved him too, Jeff Smith, I love his books. But this is when, it was before it sort of, Yan Ken Cook was on there too, and of course I watched him and I loved him desperately, but this was before New Food Network existed. Before, there are multiple Food Networks now, the Cooking Channel and other, you know, the Lifestyle Channels, you've got Anthony Bourdain on CNN now, like, but the food really crossed over, and not that Martha, like, did that single-handedly, but kinda, like, she brought it into the mainstream, and so I, I respect the shit out of that. Also, you know, she made her stuff accessible to everybody, the Kmart line, Gotta love you, Martha. And then now I guess with Macy's. Although I don't buy things because I'm not a consumer. I do appreciate like her nice things. Like she has a really beautiful aesthetic. And I know that she hires people with beautiful aesthetics, so it's not just her. But she's like at the top going like, uh-uh, you know, begonias look weird or whatever. Anyways, I get a, I'll stop talking about Martha Stewart. But boy, do I love her. And... All right, so that was my story. All right, going into Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, how can I get a previous marijuana charge removed under California's Prop 64? Hey, this is pretty important stuff. Uh, how can I get a previous marijuana charge removed under California's Prop 64? Uh, this just came out by Joy Havilland, uh, March 9th. On November 8th, 2016, California voters passed Proposition 64 into law, legalizing the possession, transport, purchase, consumption, and sharing of up to one ounce of marijuana and up to eight grams of marijuana concentrates for adults aged 21 and older. Prop 64 also reduced or eliminated criminal penalties for most marijuana offenses and made those changes retroactive for individuals who were convicted before Prop 64 passed. That was one of the main reasons why a lot of people voted for it was, especially, I know people in the growing industry and they're like, oh, we don't want this and we don't want the regulation. And the, but it was all of the commuted sentences. And so it's like, how selfish are you? Right? Uh, the impact of Prop 64 on the criminal justice system was immediate. Pending felony charges were reduced to misdemeanors, and many individuals held in jail were released. Since most had already spent more time in jail awaiting trial than they could be sentenced uh, to under reduced penalties, people serving sentences in jail or on probation were also impacted when their sentences were reduced. Building on the transformative work of Prop 47, which passed in 2014, Prop 64 also allows individual individuals with prior qualifying marijuana convictions to petition a court to have their convictions reduced or dismissed. In one case, in one decade alone, half a million Californians were arrested for marijuana offenses, meaning that at least tens of thousands of individuals qualify to reduce or remove their sentences under Prop 64. 
In an effort to help advocates and applicants change criminal records under Prop 64, the Drug Policy Alliance recently issued a guide to sentencing and reclassification. Oh, it's hard to read when you're when you have the thing inside you that wants you to die. I'm talking about my sickness, not like debilitating depression or anything. Because I don't have that. Uh, in one decade alone, half a million California. Oh, I already read that one. Persons currently serving a sentence in prison or county jail or who are on probation, post-release community supervision or parole may petition a court for resentencing. Individuals applying for resentencing are entitled to an attorney in should or should reach ooh, entitled to an attorney and should reach out to their attorney or public defender that represented them in their original case for help. Public defenders around the state are already leading these efforts. Persons who have completed their sentences and are no longer in custody or under supervision may apply to a court for reclassification. If a person is eligible, meaning that they were convicted of a crime changed by Prop 64, the court must reclassify their conviction. How it would be reclassified to an infraction, misdemeanor, or outright dismissal would depend on how the offense was changed by Prop 64. See Appendices A and B of the Guide for Specific Offenses. In many cases, individuals can complete these applications themselves with the help of this guide or uh, with the brief assistance of legal services, organization, or public defender. There is no time limit when these applications must be filed. Be sure to check www.myprop64.com for the latest information on changing criminal records under Prop 64. That's rad. Okay, well... I am lucky that I have never had a marijuana offense, even though I've been, man, I've been smoking the weed since my first, uh, I, was it my first publication ever? It might be. The first thing that was ever published of mine was a weed brownie recipe in 1993 in the Koala, which is a UC San Diego comedy newspaper. And I still have that piece of paper, and it is a disturbingly awful recipe. And I know that I used it. God, I even said you could use margarine. What a jerk I am. I had no idea what I was doing. But thank God, since I've been making, you know, concentrates and edibles, I've never, you know, that's, I've never gotten a uh, conviction. Uh, but hey, the guide is here on drug policy. Uh, .org, and you should check it out. Uh, there's changes to criminal penalties adults and changes to criminal penalties juvenile. And so if you need any help and you want to reduce your sentence, I mean, that's a thing that's really important. If you have a felony marijuana conviction and you've been having trouble, I don't know, say getting a job, even if you served all your time in jail or whatever, that stuff follows you around. So it's one of the ways they're using to deport people now under this new administration is if you have convictions they're like get out of here so so there's that uh how can you take action well uh, you could take action by uh, reducing your sentence which would be great or um to help end the war on drugs let your representatives family and friends know that you stand for drug policies based on science compassion health and human rights uh yeah it's how we demonize, uh, well, specifically marijuana, but you know, drug addicts. And you know what was happening in the Philippines with D Duterte. See, I can never pronounce his name, but 
I mean, that whole like killing people stuff because they're like, what are we doing? I get very nervous about society and what's happening and especially the way that we're treating women, but the way that we treat each other and people. And it really wasn't that long ago that slavery existed. And we're, uh, I just, I guess we talked last week about how now I understand the concept of slavery because if you have a baby, it's like you own them, like you made them. So, um, there's that, but I just don't understand the concept of like owning another person. I mean, and I guess I can try to think of it in terms of my relationship. I have a wonderful, uh, I don't want to say, I want a life partner is so dumb and boyfriend is so juvenile. It like demeans him. And I hate that too, you know, I'm a 42 year old woman dating a lovely, almost 32 year old man. Is he 30, 33 this year? No, he's turning 32 really soon. And to demean our relationship by calling us boy and girlfriend when we're like adults. But you don't say adult friend. I know someone who uses special hug buddy, but that's what he says for like, um, if you're on the DTF. Like we're in an actual relationship, but we don't believe in marriage. So like, what are we? Anyways, I think language is important. We have these two new pieces of art uh, up at the station, and they're dudes in luchadoras masks, and they're awesome, but I really feel like one of them's staring at me right now that he knows something that I don't. And probably about abortion. Uh, sorry, that was a joke. But uh, we are going to move on to the Gnarl Pro-Choice America news of the day. Yes, join the fight for reproductive freedom. Like him on Facebook. Uh, Narl, uh, we are this what they we're facing a powerful and well-funded opposition who've proven they will do almost anything to dis- restrict access to abortion and affordable birth control. Now more than ever, we need you with us. Will you join us? Uh, give them money. Uh, seven out of ten Americans across the country believe that abortion should be legal. Good. I I just it's so. Uh, reproductive human rights are human rights. Reproductive rights are essential for achieving gender equality. Reproductive freedom means having affordable access to all reproductive health care options, including birth control and abortion care. It also means supporting people who choose to charity. You don't get paid. Like you can pay someone else to be your nanny, but you can't pay yourself to be your own nanny and get like, like wouldn't you start like an LLC, like Mommy Inc. or whatever, and like pay yourself, get some social security. In Indiana, we're just hosts, you know. But now that the lady's got to sign off on the abortion, the, d- the daddy, the not the daddy of the thing. Okay, so this is a terrible thing, and some people think I'm a disgusting human being, but I mean, it's the way that I think because I don't want to have. I think that me raising a child would be a horrible mistake, and so I, I definitely don't want to do that. But a while ago, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, uh, Chef Robert, he was in a horrible, horrible accident and he could have died. It was really awful. Motorcycle, he got hit by a Hummer and his leg just flayed. It's amazing that he can walk and ride motorcycles again. It's, it's a miracle. Um, he was like, I'm dying. Anyways, so when he was super sick in the hospital and we were worried about stuff and blah, 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 I made a joke, but I was kind of serious about it too. And I, I do feel like I would do this for a friend now, to boyfriend. I hate saying it, but Jonathan, not that I hate saying he's my boyfriend. I love him forever. And he's like my life partner, but life partner sounds weird too. 
Oh. <laughs> okay, so I said to him, hey, if Rob needed, you know, if there was something I could do, like if we could have some fetal tissue and they needed stem cells from it to regrow him a leg, man, I'd totally do that. And I would. I'd be like, let's get pregnant to create the cells to regenerate somebody who's already alive, who I care about and, you know, because I don't want to use my baby maker for making a baby that you that's going to be here and you have to hang out with. Oh my God, what a nightmare. It would be, I mean, oh, talk about stage mom. I would be the worst. I'd be like, we're going to be on Dance Moms together. It'd be awful. It'd be a terrible thing. Uh, also, I mean, okay, so, and people who hear that are probably like, she's a disgusting heathen. But like, I would totally have, you know, like, a month worth of stuff in my body to take it out and save a friend's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if Narl Pro Choice America hears that, they're gonna be like, you know what, we don't really want your opinion anymore, but but that's because I'm super fringy. Uh, but abortion access is a problem, and if you're a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age and you don't have an IUD and you like to drink on Tuesdays because it's fun, it's probably, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that it's responsible when you say, I mean, and an, an IUD is the cheapest thing to do. So I really stick them in there, ladies. If you don't want to have the kids, they're the coolest. It's like a pool sweeper for your uterus. It just keeps out all the dead babies. It's so good. Uh, every woman should be able to decide for herself if, when, and with whom she decides to start or grow a family. Absolutely. The right to choose abortion is essential to assuring a woman can decide. Oh, I just, uh, to decide if and when and who to start and grow a family. We'll never stop fighting to protect and expand this fundamental human right. The Supreme Court's landmark 1973 decision, Roe v. Wade, that affirmed abortion as a constitutional right for all was supposed to be the beginning of the fight for women's equality, equality and autonomy. Although if we remember the 19th Amendment still hasn't been ratified now, has it, ladies? Um, autonomy, not the end, since when... We've been forced to defend it over and over again as anti-choice politicians and organizations focus on undermining and chipping away at our rights until they can do away with legal abortion access completely. They've passed hundreds of laws to restrict a woman's ability to access safe legal abortion care. These laws take many forms, including trying to outlaw abortion altogether, shutting down clinics, restricting access based on income level, and dictating which medical procedures are available. And also dictating, like, when they can and how, and they have to wait 72 hours or blah, blah, blah. Anti-choice extremists will stop at nothing. They've opened thousands of fake healthcare clinics that lie to and mislead women to prevent them from considering abortion as an option. And some anti-abortion zealots, emboldened by extreme rhetoric from anti-choice groups and politicians, have even murdered doctors and bombed clinics. When the right to abortion is endangered, the fundamental equality of women is threatened. A woman can never be equal if she is denied the basic right to make decisions for herself and her family. Seven in ten Americans support the right to legal abortion. Narl Pro-Choice America will continue the fight to keep abortion safe and legal for all women, regardless of zip code or income. And we will mobilize together to defeat attacks in the states and in Congress, and will help elect candidates who will be champions for reproductive freedom. And we will continue to educate, inform, and rally the public to protect and expand the fundamental human rights to all people and to make their own decisions about their lives.
Ah, uh, it's uh, so then and we can we can look, we can click on the issues below to learn how anti-choice politicians and activists are blocking access to abortion care. It's just so depressing. Um, there's trap, there's legislative restrictions on access to abortion, trap laws, medication abortion, abortion refusal laws, biased counseling and mandatory delays, forced ultrasound laws. Oh, so you have to look at the little thingy. Uh, young women's access to abortion, anti-abortion violence, and crisis pregnancy centers. I think I want to go to abortion law refusal laws when they tell you uh, everyone should have access to quality health care and accurate medical information when they need it. But refusal laws, sometimes called conscience laws, will let some people refuse to provide care to patients. These laws allow individuals and institutions to refuse to provide or pay for medical treatments they find objectionable or even counsel or refer patients for those treatments. This means doctors, hospitals, pharmacists, businesses, and insurance companies could withhold the health care you are seeking and refuse to provide complete information about your medical options. These laws can affect a broad range of reproductive health care services, including contraception, genetic counseling, infertility treatment, treatment for survivors of sexual assault, sterilization, STD, and HIV testing, whoa, abortion cares, including information and referrals. Uh, it's that's, cr- that's crazy to me. In some states, it means your local pharmacy could refuse to ref- fulfill your prescription for birth control. And it means a Catholic hospital could refuse to provide abortion care for a woman whose health is at risk. Uh, refusal laws disproportionately affect low-income and rural women. Difficulty obtaining time off work, finding transportation, and making child care arrangements increase the burden of seeking medical care from an alternate, alternate provider. Women who live far from large cities also may face challenges if the provider or institution close to the, closest to them refuses to provide care. In some rural areas, the next closest provider may be more than 100 miles away. Refusal laws limit access to complete information and a full range of medical care while making it nearly impossible for some women to access abortion services. Other women have difficulty accessing the full range of reproductive health care. They may need to choose how to raise their families. Health care institutions have a duty to make sure patients receive accurate information and appropriate care. Failure to provide this care is wrong and puts Americans' health in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's so crazy. If you don't want to have a baby and you force one, someone to have a baby, like, what are you doing? Or, I mean, I guess if you have an adoption already lined up, but we've already got so many kids out there. Like, I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand why people need to control women's bodies so strictly. And that we're not, are we not capable of making our own decisions? I mean... I think the smartest decision for a 16-year-old girl when she gets pregnant because she doesn't want Joe to break up with her because he wants to have sex with her and she wants him to love her, but he does, but he doesn't, but he really, really wants to have sex. And if you just do it this time, come on. We don't need a condom. You never get pregnant the first time. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know you, Joe, but I hope you help pay for the abortion. Don't, like... How do we, so it's like a new form of slavery. Like we force this girl to have an abortion. So she has has to be a slave to her child for the rest of her life. What if she doesn't want to be a slave to her child yet? What if you never want to be a slave to a child? Is that okay? What if, what if you stop paying, are IUDs not okay anymore? You know, you're going to restrict people's access to them because, oh, it's a Catholic church. So all we can use is the rhythm method. Are you kidding me? Like we've got science people. Like 
let's figure the baby maker out, you know? Like, I mean, it's all part of the homo human thing, but, like, I don't know. It, it always makes me sad that I guess there used to be a way of thinking that, well, if you don't have a baby, then you're not really a woman because that's all women are capable of is, uh, you know, making babies. I guess, and, and cooking food. Thank you, Martha Stewart. Uh, abortion refusal. So that's our... I'm, I'm too depressed about this to talk about it anymore. Uh, abortion. That was our gnarl. Pro-choice America Minute. And uh, also, we did the uh, Drug Policy America thing. Let's talk about Snoop Dogg. Uh, I brought up Martha Stewart today because I love her and because she's connected to Snoop Dogg now, which makes me laugh hysterically. I mean... I hate capitalism, but boy, is she good at it, you know? Like, partnering up with cool-ass Snoop Dogg, doing a potluck show. (laughs) Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, We are going to watch um, a fun Martha Stewart video. Uh, There's an original one where she makes mashed potatoes with Snoop Dogg, and that is that is eight years ago. That is a long time. Uh, but I kind of wanted to. Th- the thing about the trees. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll actually listen to this. We're gonna promote. This is Ryan Seacrest presents. But Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart put friendship to the test on air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, he's kind of ridiculous. Let's get this going. I'm on alone today, so that's why it's a little difficult. Hey, do a little something with you for fun, because you guys are on this show together. You did 10 episodes, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, so write down your answers separately, and let's oh, see if Oh, this is a game show. Met. Okay, I always yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. to be on Jeopardy. So how much did you win, Snoop? I was on Jeopardy. I was on Jeopardy. Were you? I was on Celebrity Jeopardy. How much did you win? I want a lot of money, but you have to give it all back to this charity. You know, they, they, <laughs> well, you don't sound you don't sound so happy about that. I Martha. didn't. I thought it was. I thought I'd take home a big pile of cash. I I won. <laughs> I gave it to College of the Atlantic up in Maine, so they were oh, very happy. That's right. I took home some like flat screen. Martha, TVs you you got to understand that you're the gift that keeps on giving. You really, she is. <laughs> you got to know that part. I mean, you just got to <laughs> wake up and put your pants on and know it. Let's okay. go. All right. Okay. So uh, write these down separately. What is yeah, don't show each other. Yeah, don't cheat. <laughs> Stuart. I'm not cheating. Well, you're looking at his paper. No, she can't see. I have a wall up. Yeah, okay. A- <laughs> I have a Donald Trump wall up, you see? <laughs> My wall is up. All right. So, I'm paying for it. Yeah, she's paying for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the other's favorite dish? What would you guess their favorite dish is? So, for Snoop, write down Martha's, and Martha, write down Snoop Dogg's. Mm. Favorite dish, based on what you know. Okay. Okay. Are you done? Okay. All right. What is the other's biggest pet peeve? What annoys Snoop Dogg the most, and what might annoy Martha the most? We should do this with each other, Sissy, because I got—I I like I know it. exactly what it would be. <laughs> oh, gosh. Snoop, you, you don't have to write a whole list. I know. I just write different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what is the celebrity that the other if they were not married or involved, would be allowed to have a an affair with. What so is, that's for Martha. That means who would Martha want to spend the night with? 
And who would Snoop want to spend the night with? You pick, and he picks. I got it. Her face. I got her answer already. It's, it's, it's just, you no know, one's going to hold you to it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Studio audience. <laughs> so who do you think he would just, you know, he would get a hall pass for? I don't know, but I'll just write down somebody. Okay. Is that your final answer? You look confused on that one. No, I'm not confused. Okay, you're good? Yeah. All right. This show is good. This show is yeah. I can't wait to see this show. Uh, all right, so let's see. So Snoop flip him over. You start. You, you can read them. So starting with uh, Martha's favorite dish. I would have to say uh, seafood. Is that true? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, <what? laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really have favorite Thank things you. like that. You don't. You, no, but it's seafood is one of them. These I love seafood. I like Japanese food a lot. So that's a lot of seafood. Okay. That's a lot of yeah. That's what I was trying to say in mm -hmm. so many words that she yeah. likes. Japanese seafood. Asian food. Asian food, yeah. It's mainly 95% seafood. Yeah, but he was just trying to shorthand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's what's uh, What do you think Martha's biggest pet peeve is? A dirty kitchen. Is that true? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> what celebrity is, is the other allowed to have an affair with? So, Snoop, who do you think it would be for Martha? Oh, the one and only. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Oh, dear. Uh, that went well. Okay, Martha, okay. now back to you. So what's the what's Snoop's favorite dish, you think? Well, I think one of the things he really loves is ribs. Mm. I saw him eat quite a few. Martha, why did you do that? You made me want some. <laughs> <laughs> and the actual retail price is? <laughs> She's correct. She's correct. Okay. What What's his biggest pet peeve? I wrote mess. Mess? Yeah. Uh, messy stuff? You're a neat freak? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I work with Martha. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> but she's on another level. Indeed. And what is? what do you think the uh, celebrity would be that he would have a hall pass to have an affair with? If, it just hypothetically. Well, there's a girl in, I mean, I, I'm just matchmaking. Oh. I, I have not met Snoop's wife and, you know, his family and stuff. So this the, is just. This is a wonderful family. I'm sure. Thank you. But um, but I, would, I was matching him up with somebody like that really tall, beautiful blonde in The Night Manager. Oh, she's so around. hot. Somebody yeah, Google hot. her real quick. No, no, she's good. What's, <laughs> What's her name? Google. I need to see it. I love that show. I need to see what yeah. Martha picked from me. It's so funny. Let me see what Martha picked from me. Somebody I, show me a picture. I think I have a TV then, crush on her. And then I, now, he, know, now he liked I, the one that Martha picked for me. Yeah, I do. Well, you're married. I'm just saying, but she you made her pick it for me, though. Man, how you going to... Man, I didn't get to enjoy the dream, man. You just jumped in my dream and just blew it up, Ryan. Come and on, then man. I, I was on. Um, I th was on. I think Jimmy Fallon with our or Seth Seth's show in New York and with Margot Rob Robbie. Oh wow, she's and she's a... sort of hot. Not sort of. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. I, I like this girl, yeah. the night manager. What's her yeah. name? Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. Tomorrow's yeah, guest, better, Elizabeth Debicki. Here, <laughs> she looks better in the show than she looks in these pictures. Yeah, I like her short hairstyle. Yeah. That 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 Yen about she did that. But it's her character that we also like. Isn't that yeah. Oh, great! Oh, yeah. she isn't. She lives in such danger. Did She's you finish the whole series? Of course, and once in one, in one yeah, watching. Me too. You should watch this. It's called. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch now because we got to do some. It's called the Night Manager. <laughs> I'm watching you. Martha Stewart. She's so cool. She binge watches TV just like everyone else. Oh, I love you, Martha. All right. Uh, that was a fun little break. And. I enjoyed, I don't enjoy Ryan Seacrest very much, but he does have a very nice microphone and a, uh, a penchant for 
He has a big golden microphone, and he has a he has a he has a good uh, good voice. Uh, how about I I want to he does this really funny thing with drugs, and it's so funny. Um, I should do this one though, but Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart make brownies because hell yeah. I want to see what their brownie recipe is. This is only from a year ago. Uh, today is Christmas cookie day. And I thought that, uh, what, who could be better to make Christmas cookies than Snoop Dogg? And you wanted us to make green colored brownies. How come yeah. green? Green is environmental, and it's... <laughs> Green? This is 12 ounces. 12 okay. ounces? Yeah, 12 ounces. 12 ounces. <laughs> Which is different. Are you sure those are, are those 12 ounces? Yeah, we, measured, 12 it. Ounces? we measured it exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got some ounces in the yes. building. So, when time. do we add, when do we add the, um... The eggs. No, nah, the, um... The stuff? Yeah. Well, later. Okay. Later. And that's secret. Okay. Can't you rap while we're doing this? Tell me what you're doing and rap. Trying to bake some brownies, but we're missing the most important part of the brownies. Which is, which is, which is. No sticks, no seeds, which no is, stems. Which is, which is. <laughs> you want green brownies? Yes. He wants green brownies. Brownish green brownies. Greener, the better. Greener, the better. <laughs> Mix in the flour. This, this will taste good. Make me a kiss. Oh, especially if it's green. Especially if it's green. <laughs> so bake these at 350 degrees. Why not? Why not bake them at 420 degrees? Because they'll. Does it taste good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you eat a brownie? I just did. <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. Um, she has such good sense of humor about pot. I mean, she's on a show with him called The Potluck Show, which I find so funny. Um... And hey, everybody, support Martha Stewart. It's a terrible thing. Don't support Martha Stewart. She doesn't need any help, right? <laughs> but I, I, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Let's see. Let's listen to this. Uh, this is a weird one. This is Martha Stewart on Getting High with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. No way. I can't believe that she gets high. Uh, this would be very interesting to see if this is absolutely true I think these guys are just talking about it and making it like saying oh you know blah 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 blah, blah. Um, I don't think she's really getting high but here well this one will be better this is from Fox Business which is weird to be here has been a business innovator for 50 years. Her annual American Made event now honors the newest generation of small business owners and creative entrepreneurs who craft, design, and cook and style in the United States. Joining me right now is Martha Stewart, Living Omnimedia founder, Martha Stewart. Martha, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much. So really excited about the American Made event. Why is it so important to you to bring together these small business
business owners from all over the country. Tell us about the Well, uh, in America, we've uh, kind of lost a lot of the manufacturing capabilities that we've had, uh, and that's a big complaint about taking them offshore. But uh, there are many, many makers, innovators, doers that are creating new businesses that need encouragement. I mean, you see uh, Jessica Alba, who is our keynote speaker this year, come on with her uh, fantastic Honest Company, which was just, I think she was just offered a billion dollars for it uh, in a very few years. How excellent for, uh, what an encouragement to so many young makers all over the country. So we are honoring 10 makers this year from a berry grower in Oxnard, California, to the Loki Fish Company in Seattle, to Sweet Greens, a very, very successful young startup uh, restaurant company here in New York. Uh, what a fantastic group of young entrepreneurs. So we're very excited. It's our fifth anniversary. We have great speakers from Jim Cramer, who's going to talk about his own experience with a small uh, restaurant business in, in New Jersey, uh, to, uh, to Jessica Alba, to um, our, our friend um, um, Emeril Lagasse, who's uh, going to talk about his restaurant business uh, and his whole business of uh, being a famous chef. It's important to meet these people because it actually gives other people the, uh, the confidence that they can actually create something that's, and start a new business. Well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all about encouraging the new, the upcoming, the entrepreneurial spirit um, in, the, in the youth of America. And, and, the, and the content changes. You just mentioned during the commercial break a coding company as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girls Who Code. Yeah. Another company that is very successful and so helpful because um, girls who are interested in technology and want to get into technology companies, uh, if they have that coding background, they get a much better job, much higher pay. It's true. That's amazing. So that's yeah. why I love this event for you because you're bringing together so many small business. And we're talking about small business all the time on the show. I wonder what you're hearing from these small business owners and, and these um, entrepreneurs about business today. Well, um, all business what are is, their challenges? all business is challenged, but all business can also be very encouraging. I think that they are, they're finding that it might be a little bit harder to raise money um, because there's well there's more more start more startups than you can imagine, but they want to do it and they find ways to do it. And there are other companies who are encouraging by by giving small loans, um, by giving um, uh, just startup money to and and so many so many venture capitalists are looking carefully and they look at hundreds of thousands yeah, they of want startups. To find the next Apple and the of next course Google they do. This group of, of companies. <laughs> what do they say about regulation? We talk a lot on this show about the regulatory environment being really hard for small business. They can't get through the red tape. Well, um, I, I, I don't, I'm not an expert in the regulation, uh, regulatory business, but um, I think that uh, they need to be encouraged to find a, an appropriate legal advice um, and there are ways to do that. Uh, and and, uh, and to um, you know, just um, bear with it because it certainly is worth it. That at that at their stage, the stage that we're talking about, there's not so much um, red tape because they're really small. Well, they're smallish. Yeah. So you, this is going on across the country: Louisville, Kentucky, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, yes. Seattle, Yonkers, Washington, Dodgeville. It's going to be a big event. Tell me about your new cooking show with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> How did you get involved with a rapper? First, let's take a look at a preview. Then we'll hear from Martha. Hold up. What a great video that is, Martha. You and Snoop Dogg. 
An unlikely combination. Tell us about the show. Well, I'm not as I'm not a good dancer like Snoop. Snoop's a very accomplished musician, of course. Uh, he is um, a very good dancer. He's a very good businessman, and who knew? He's actually a pretty good cook. So this is a talk show with cooking. It's not a competition show, although we do have a fried chicken contest, which I will not tell you who won that. Wow. But um, but we have uh, we're, we do a lot. We get an ingredient for each. Show we have ten shows already done, and uh, fun guests. Seth Rogen is one of our guests. We have um, Wiz Khalifa. We have Fifty Cent. I have to learn how to say all their names. Right, that's I, have, yeah. I have to know how to understand what they're <laughs> saying. That's another thing. That but it's great. a lot of fun, and and it really is taking the the cooking show genre to another level. Uh, and the good good recipes. You're going to end up with a great couple of great recipes for each show, but also fun talk and. Uh, the amusement of uh, working with a Snoop. We have a split personality kitchen. Oh my God! What does that look like? Well, his is gold and and purple, and oh, that's and, hilarious. And mine is white and gray, and beautiful. You know, they're both beautiful kitchens. And he has gold <laughs> appliances, and everybody, of course, wants the gold appliances. Right, Nobody's sure. making gold appliances. Step on it. That is hilarious. <laughs> so I guess this is a really a good way to expand your audience. It, well, it is. It expands it tremendously, and gives me um, it gives me the opportunity to teach a much much broader broader uh, segment of the of, of America. And you said Snoop is a good cook? He is. He makes the best bacon. He makes a really good fried chicken. He makes great pasta. And he learned how to make pizza. That is great. Uh, which you see, it's really fun. I love it. All right, so it, starts, it starts on November 7th, the day before Election Day. Okay. On uh, VH1. VH1, November yeah. 7th. She's my favorite criminal. It's Martha Stewart. Yay. Hey, I'm joined uh, by Zach Wiseman just rolled in. Well, hello. Hey, he just rolled in off the street. That sounds great. Did you hear that the only reason I'm talking about Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart is that uh, this morning, 45 got all up in arms because there was some satirical rap stuff and he says, I'm going to have you arrested. Uh, anyways, this is from New York Times this morning. Donald Trump, I should say 45 condemns Snoop Dogg on Twitter for a satirical video. So he had, this is, they show an image from the thing, it's a rapper Snoop Dogg with a toy pistol and a clown called Ronald Klump. Uh, the music video was a remix of the song Lavender by the band Bad Bad Not Good. Anyways, there's a scene where he shoots him, this clown who's wearing a blue suit and a red tie and has an orange face. And he shoots him. Uh, satirical music video featuring the rapper Snoop Dogg and a clown called Ronald Klump is the latest piece of pop culture drawing the attention and ire of President 45. I just don't say his name. I just say 45 now. On, another, on Wednesday, that was today, in yet another one of his trademark early morning Twitter bursts, the president took the extraordinary step of invoking jail time in response to the clip, which depicts Snoop Dogg pointing a toy pistol toward the Klump character. When the rapper pulls the trigger, a sign that says bang drops from the barrel in the style of classic prank guns, and Klump is later shown in chains. President 45, amid tweets about the release last night of his 2005 tax returns, did you hear about that, Rachel Maddow? She uh, released his tax returns last night. Uh, and a planned rally in Nashville tonight wrote, 
Can you imagine what the outcry would be if hashtag Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired a gun at President Obama? Jail time. And I say fail, and this is me talking outside of the article. I say failing career and all. He's fucking rocking it. He's Snoop Dogg. He's on a show with Martha motherfucking Stewart. He's got Dr. Dre in his corner, the richest rapper of all rappers ever. Like, he's sitting sweet going, he's like my green brown. I mean, he's the best. Snoop Dogg joins the ranks of Saturday Night Live and the actress Meryl Streep, which have been highly critical of President 45 and become targets of his displeasure and media criticism on social media. While Snoop Dogg was failing in the estimation of the president, Miss Streep was one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. Critics have noted that President 45 often picks entertainment world battles as political controversies are bubbling. In this case, a rare look at his finances spurred by the disclosure of his 2005 federal tax forms on Rachel Maddow's MSNBC show, last night. A representative for Snoop Dogg did not immediately respond to a request for comment. We'll we'll watch the video. The music video for a remix of the song Lavender by the jazzy hip-hop band jam band Bad Bad Not Good began drawing outrage from conservative media and politicians earlier this week after its release on Sunday. We've had presidents assassinated before in this country, so anything like that is really something you should be careful about. The Republican Senator Mark Rubio told TMZ. <laughs> That's so funny. Is there a legit Mark Rubio talking to him. Snoop Dogg, who took off as an early gangster rapper, has become an advocate against gun violence later in his career, addressing police killings of black men in his verse on the song in in his, in his verse in his song. In an interview with Billboard before the controversy and the over the video took off, the rapper said there were a few issues we really wanted to lock into for the video, like police, the president, and just life in general. When putting, uh, when I be putting shit out, it says expletive out, I'm sure it's shit. When I be putting shit out, I don't ever expect or look for a reaction, he said. I just put it out because I feel like it's something that's missing. Anytime I drop something, I'm trying to fill a void. I feel like it's a lot of people making cool records, having fun partying, but nobody's dealing with the real issue with this shitty clown as president. Well, expletive could be fucking clown as president. Yeah. I hope it's fucking. Probably. Probably fucking. Just fucking clown. clown. Uh, well, let's uh, see this. Let's listen to this video. See what happens. Right. <laughs> oh, no commercials for Jolly Ranchers. Boo. Uh, sorry about that, you guys. Uh, although they are a delicious candy. They are. They do not give us any money. I so, grudge, grudge did, really, did they stick your teeth together at some point? Is those clowns? Clown waking up. Clown making peanuts. Very funny. Watching Snoop Dogg. Bills are overdue. Wife clown. Baby clowns. This is all very funny. Snoop Loops. They're green. Of course they are. Juggle the child. 
dogs don't bark, but they get off. Fuck around and get your whole face bit off. Sinister, spit truth like a minister. So until I'm a monster, when it's the right time, nighttime, nigga trying to creep and keep from dying in these motherfucking streets. Fuck the police from a black man's point of view. Spray that shit, say that shit. We right in front of you, each and every one of you. I'm not gonna tell y'all niggas what we gonna do, but whatever y'all did, put two on it and put a foot on your neck with a shoe on it. Resident Evil, it's all on camera and they still don't believe it. Clowning around, don't come your clown ass round here, nigga, you gon' get down. Real talk, I'm leaving all you clown ass niggas outlined the show. Stay black, pay back from way back. I'm the homie, but the motherfucking homie don't play that. Cut the motherfuckers off the leash It's been a week since my dogs ate Let them eat See, I'ma tell you up front and uncut See, I'ma stand up, nigga I'm a man up, nigga Get what I gotta get A bitch nigga gon' talk a whole lot of shit Which is the main reason why you stuck around And I don't fuck around I'm blowing new purple in a new circle I don't wanna hurt you But I'll disperse you and send you back to the earth You came from Game gun, same one That I used in another galaxy Actually, it's all fact to me If I ruled the world, would it come back to me? Black to me, with my hand on that thing, thing I'm from the home of the brave Land of the gang That's actually really, that wasn't as bad as I think they made it out to be. Because if you watch the whole thing in context, it's not bad at all. It's like they start out with the clowny things, and it's all about guns, and they get shot for having a toy gun, and then... So that's kind of silly. Well, it's not silly. I mean, I'm sure that, uh, that 45 is just fucking butthurt because nobody likes him. I have I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, CNN reached out to Snoop Reps for I have to stop this other thing. Stop! I don't want to watch your stupid video. CNN, stop it! No, stop it! They're making me click things. They're being jerks. Turn it. I'll turn this out. Okay, so. Um, CNN has reached out to reps of Snoop Dogg for comment. At least one member of Commerce, Congress is not thrilled about the re- rapper's creativity. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio made headlines during his run for presidency when he revealed he was a lover of West Coast hip-hop. But the politician told TMZ Snoop Dogg shouldn't have taken aim at Trump in the video. 
we've had presidents assassinated before, blah, 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 blah. I think people can, degree on, can disagree on policy, but we've got to be careful about that kind of thing because the wrong person that sees that gets the wrong idea and you could have a real problem. So he's legitimately saying, like, oh, you're asking people to assassinate. No. Rapper told Billboard he had several issues with the new president, everything from his election to the proposed travel ban. It's a lot of clown shit going on that we could just sit and talk on the phone all day about, but it's a few issues we really wanted to lock into the video, like police, the president, and just life in general, Snoop said. And he added that he didn't make the four and a half minute long video, which was directed by Jesse Wellens and Jane DeFina, to elicit a reaction from either Trump or his critics. I just put it out because I, I feel like there's something missing, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Do we care? Does it does it matter if people are? I mean, it, it's okay. Well, it's got it's more than okay. I would think that people are expressing their displeasure. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's perfect. Oh yeah. Well. Keep, I mean, I feel like if I keep talking about abortion, then that, that'll eventually happen. I don't know. I, well, I found out. This is crazy. Brooke Heineken used to work for the State Department. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Scary. You think she's a mole? Sent by the... <laughs> is that what the State Department... I don't even know what the State Department does. I, I, I can't even believe that... Are people after us? I... I don't think so, because we'd have we definitely have more downloads if they were after us, <laughs> right? Like they'd be listening more to the to the socialist downloads. Yeah. Uh, at one o'clock, I have a guest, and her name is Antoinette, and she's a chef, and she's a badass. So that's exciting, and I actually made it through the news, uh, and that's that's exciting too. We talked about abortion and gay sex. We didn't talk about gay sex today. We just talked about abortion and. Drug Policy Alliance news, and then, and then Mart Stewart and Snoop Dogg. So that's good. Oh yeah. Well, I mean Martha, I'm sure she, she has. I mean, I, I'd wonder if maybe Snoop taught her how to make the butter, because I mean, I'm sure she'd be able to figure it out. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm sure she, she smokes weed, right? She's got to. Of course, she smokes weed. Right. Well, on her first, when she first got out of jail and on her show, she had, she showed everybody, and it's so hard for me to find, but I saw it live and it was amazing. Um, she showed everybody how to make things that, like, in jail. So she took a, um, a can, a sardine can, and she poked holes in the bottom of it and turned it into a cheese grater so that she could make nachos. Well, that they were, she used an iron to um, do a grilled cheese sandwich, but I think they have access to microwaves in some parts of jail or whatever. I think that her... She went to a nice jail. Yeah, she went to a nice jail. Like, it's supposedly like a really nice jail. Um, let's see, Martha makes jail food. Let's see if that'll come up. Because she's... Uh, let's see if it still exists on the... Martha makes jail food. Martha, on prison, it's terrible. I kind of want to listen to that. I think that that might be a good one. 
Um, they don't have the they don't have the one. She came back. It was, oh look how pretty she was. She used to be a model and everything. She was. Yeah, she was. Uh, jail, food, prison, junk. Uh, this is uh, they show you exactly that you take the Fritos and you take the other things. It's just terrible. Uh, but let's listen to this and then we'll be back on the AltaCast with special guest Antoinette um, and maybe Zach Wise will stick around but here's Martha Stewart on prison back now at 8-11 with more of our revealing interview with Martha Stewart now on Monday we discussed her personal life and of course we set her up with match.com to find the date this morning we talked to Martha about her new book living the good long life and some of the ups and downs she's faced over the years Martha Stewart came from modest beginnings, one of six children in suburban New Jersey. As a homemaker, she created a multi-million dollar empire based on her own image. But along with the highs, incredible lows, including prison time in 2004 for obstruction of justice and making false statements regarding her in-clone stock. After you reached mega success, you had a period where you watched it almost all come tumbling down. Well, I knew it wouldn't. I see, and that is also... You may have been more confident than a lot of other people. I was. I was very confident. And, I, and some of my friends who didn't have that confidence, unfortunately, missed out on the comeback. So um, when you know inside that you're good, that you've done well, and that you um, are, are an honest, good person, then you know that you can live through disaster. I don't want to be... I don't want to be defined by a moment in time that was a moment it's past i don't think about it anymore but i am (laughs) i just got all excited last week i am going to start my autobiography and that's going to be a good story well how much how many chapters will be related or or dedicated to that difficult chapter in your life well i I think it'll be a big fat interesting chapter big fat I would think that if you spend time in prison, there's got to be time for self-reflection. What good came out of that time? It's hard to say good comes out of a bad time. Really? Yeah, and it's not, and that saying that uh, it only makes you better, right. oh my gosh, I mean... Bull? Bull! It's terrible! <laughs> but you didn't learn anything about... I lost a fortune! I lost... Did you learn anything about yourself during that time? Did you learn that you're tougher than you thought you were? No, I'm a tough person from start. I've always been a tough person. Tough meaning I can survive. I'm a survivor. You're a magnet for praise and sometimes criticism. Oh, it's sort of equally. Do you think it's 50-50? Oh, I think it's sometimes much worse, and, it's, and I don't understand it. I write books. I've published beautiful magazines. I've done television shows that are devoted to how-to and good living. Why do you think people living. criticize you then? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, maybe because I'm confident. I think sometimes maybe I'm too confident. Maybe I should have failed. And maybe I should have just gone away and dug a hole and jumped in. I, you know, who knows? Do you take the criticism to heart? Do you pay attention to the negativity? Not the unfair negativity, no. But while many criticize, others can't seem to get enough of her. Currently, Stewart is in the middle of a legal battle between Macy's and JCPenney over the right to carry her products. It's hard to discuss a case in the process right now. We are in litigation, so I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, Hopefully, um, it will turn out uh, favorably. 
and it is a contract case, Matt. So I think a lot of information will uh, finally uh, come to light that will put us in a more favorable light. Macy's, who currently sells the Martha Stewart brand, says they had an exclusive deal with her. Yet J.C. Penney and Stewart disagree. What drives you today? Uh, what keeps you going? Two new grandchildren. Is that really one of the driving forces oh, in gosh, your life? Oh gosh, yes. I adore them, and uh, we're just. I'm just writing. It's due. It's due soon. My article on making little dresses for girls out of old dish towels. I have. <laughs> see, that's not true. It is true. That I sounds like a Saturday Night Live. Oh skit. no, it's the cutest thing, and I collect old dish towels. <laughs> These are, I know when I say old, I mean vintage dish towels. And anybody can make these dresses. What's your best piece of advice you were ever given, Martha? My dad was, uh, said to me one day when I was maybe 12, he said, Martha, you are a bright young woman. You can do anything you set your mind to because you're a hard worker. Our conversation with Martha Stewart. And there it was, a conversation with Martha Stewart. God, I love her. I'm telling you, I got a, I got a big heart on for, for Martha Stewart. She's like my faves. Uh, because she she's a big feminist. And, I mean, she is a capitalist monster, but other than that. Uh, so what have you, what t- songs are you playing today, Zach, when you were zipping around the world? Oh, I learned. Uh, yeah, he'll play it for us. Wow, that's almost it. That's the Beverly Hills Cop thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do it again. Yay! Yay! Clowning. It all works together. It's like Clown Zach Wiseman coming into the thing. Getting sillier by the day. Sillier by the day. Uh, you were so funny on that dating show. That was fun. With that the heroin show, and the yeah. stuff. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. Antoinette, Cuban uh, aficionado, delicious chef, amazing person. Hey, welcome to the AltaCast. Hi. Hi. Am I, am I on? Yeah, Hello. you are. You're absolutely perfect. I see you. Yay. Sparking the levels. Good stuff. <laughs> How's uh, it going? Yay. Good yay. morning. Yay. Thank you for bringing me those chicken wings. Those were super tasty. Yeah, they were pretty good. Uh, That's from my friend's restaurant. The Myriad. She's uh, she's doing pretty good. And I then. keep going by there. I keep walking by. It's what in between twentieth and twenty first on Mission. Yeah, I think yeah, twentieth yeah. and twenty first. First. Yeah, yeah I love and it, she has. And what I love about her place is she's got these little bites, and they're so good, like tasty. Like when, when you have a little bite, like well, she has. They, they're like her like um, deviled eggs. Oh, oh my I love god, they're eggs. so good. Love deviled eggs. They're like these beautiful little. Yeah, yep. I love bite. A welcome, a welcome pose bite is all you and need. Some tr- truffle oil. I, I'm a big fan when people put some white truffle oil in the when they're making their uh, Are you deviled just, eggs and mixing around. Deviled eggs have gotten big lately. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they're, yeah. They're coming back. They're coming back. Zach went to chef school. He doesn't. That was a thing we couldn't believe. So there was this dating show last Saturday, and it was so funny. Twenty one comedians dated a soccer mom. They speed dated her first, <laughs> yeah. and then they got to do some material. So Zach's up there, and he's. She's like, so what do you do? And he's like, heroin. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then he never even said anything about, I was like, you didn't even tout, like, 
you're you're she's like no like what do you do and you're like i paint sometimes I'm like, you didn't even say like you went to chef school <laughs> you're like i dropped out of school blah blah blah, blah. but you didn't she's gonna, say, he, like, he wants her to see if he she likes the real him <laughs> yeah he was he this was, is what i do now <laughs> he threw his hat in the ring but he basically just threw it away the, the hair went but it was funny it made for a great comedy show and you were being honest you were being yourself yeah where was this? What I, here. Oh, was it here? Oh, was it during your... Uh, it was Saturday, meeting? 8 to 10. So I'm, ah. I'm going to do another one, and I'm trying just to decide, because I've, I've got a couple... I've, I'm thinking about Chef, Chef Robert, Chef Robert being Robert. a good... Robert. I think he'd be a good one, because he rides a motorcycle, and he's really cool. Or Zach. I don't know if you know Zach. Zach. He's a different Zach. He spells it with a K. He spells it Z-A-K. He's really funny. He has long blonde hair and he's like a kind of a vagabond guy. But I feel like the comedian girls would like want to hang out with Zach. Like, you know, like he's fun. He's good looking. They'll have, and it's because, you know, we are girl comedians already hang out with guy comedians and they're like you know gross weirdos <laughs> I used to work at Jack's Cannery Bar and right Cobbs was right there was it oh, Cobbs okay. or uh, was it Cobbs I think it was Cobbs oh it was a long time ago and oh my god and I remember hanging out with the comedians and they were like the really the saddest most um, I mean it was pretty tragic I was like oh my god I'm like after leaving having a conversation I was like okay <laughs> they're, and they're amazing brilliant on stage and it's like and I think that's what it's like the tragedy and yeah, the comedy you know that's what it is sad, yeah sad clown yeah they're moreover than take you know, <laughs> take all the bad terrible people make it into funny well and yeah. just and just sad big losers that can't get it together that's, that's <laughs> pretty much all it is, is it's yeah. like i can't get my life together greg greg proves isn't it hilarious i can't get my life together yeah. i'm kind of the same way uh, i'm not too self-deprecating on stage lately but I got. I have not. I have to come and see your comedy. Yeah, I've, I've been, just been super busy, and it's just. Yeah. You work at nights. I know we both have similar jobs. We work at nights. But I'm, I'm gonna try. When's the next? Uh, well, it's gonna... every Friday. Oh, it's 10. every Friday. Yeah, but Maybe. then I've been producing some shows on Saturdays just because trying to make extra money or whatever. Yeah, uh, but this weekend <laughs> is hustle. actually a rental, which is great, so I don't have to be here. Yes, which I'm excited. A rental. About. Like, well, it's my first. I've I've had every Saturday here since. I've been locked in every Saturday here since the first Saturday in February. So wow. this has okay. been, it's been like six Saturdays in a row where I had to be, and I don't necessarily want to be here on a Saturday. No. Although the only other place I am is Bender's, which is terrible. Yay. Yay. Eating which is my awesome. food. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Awesome. So the second and fourth Sundays of the month, you guys yeah, can my eat friend the and best my friend, Cubanos. My partner's coming in right now. She's the, she's Puerto Rican. We, I'm the Cuban and we do really, we're doing really well actually. And it's really, did you sell out of your of sandwiches? We like, sold out of everything yeah. and we had to turn people. We were so busy. It yeah. was just crazy. Yeah. So we're getting, it's getting better and better. And like now we're just going to, you know, um, well, we're waiting for her to come talk about it, but we're going to like get some help, somebody to do cashier and like oh, run great. food because it's so difficult to be. Oh, you can't cook cooking, and taking the orders and, and everybody's getting wasted. And then they have their numbers and you're like, oh my God, I have like 5 million sandwiches to make. And then I got to run and like find that number. <laughs> that right, right, right. That food. And then you I'm like, okay, well, where. they're going to come. If <laughs> they're hungry, they'll come back. Wow. So you're expanding. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. It's so exciting. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And so did you, when you do this, uh, like just from a business perspective, did you like write a business plan and no, you have like not an at all. LLC I, or do you? No. And like uh, last night I hung out with a friend of mine. I'm, uh, this is where it's going. It just started as an idea mm -hmm. and it's like this little baby and it's amazing. And I, I, I wish my friend was here. 
but meeting her was awesome. So, I mean, it's just an amazing, like, how um, the movement of what you, when you have a passion of something and then you really open your heart to it and just let things come and be what they are, the things that come, that um, manifest from that is amazing. And so it was just a little baby, a thought, and then it was an opportunity, and then that opportunity started off kind of, you know, not, you know, drinking, you know, you know, giving all the food away, and then it just got into, okay, well, no, this is really something that is coming, starting to be a business. It's a viable right. business, and so it just kind of evolved from that. And then I met Chale, who's amazing, awesome, and we ended up partnering up, and now we're like, I mean, we kind of, we really balance each other out, and. She's very helpful and like she's very good at um, like the, doing the pages on Facebook because I'm not really good with right, right, with, right, right. Uh, you know any kind of computer stuff and she's so good at that and and she's really great. She's an, and so yeah. since she got on board, has the promotion been? been so that's what's been driving the people. You think, yeah, and then the apparently. Promotion? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but apparently we've been getting write-ups, oh, like good great. reviews, and so it's, so each Sunday has been busier and busier, and it's I, I'm so happy, I can't even tell you. And then I hung out with my friend last night, Elise, I love you. She's the, she's the owner of Raw Juice Company, and oh. she started off like an idea as well, and now she's like growing immensely, and, and she's learned a lot of things just by trial and error, and from speak, and she's going to show us how to do like a, a business plan. And well, does she have her own storefront now? Yes, so, she does. that's so cost On Market in Street. That, in that city, in the city, it's oh, so right. crazy. I mean, is that is that sort of your eventual dream, is to have yes. your own storefront? I would love that. I, I really do. I would love that. That's, you know, and I have a few things, and you know, it, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to be to be put into that brain business brain, you know, right? Like something that I never thought that I would. Well, would you ever consider a food truck? As yes, opposed to a- I would a food truck, food stand. So these are all little. These are ideas, and these are things that definitely, you know, I'm just speaking with Elise last night too. Like, you know, you have to be like just really made me realize that I have to be f- focused and 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 write down what I really want. So, yeah, food truck, food stand. I mean, there's a lot of things that I definitely have. I just ideas. can't imagine how expensive it would be. It's ex- to try to have a to like have your own like because you rent a kitchen. So when you're doing a pop up, you're ostensibly renting a kitchen. Yes. So it's your skill that moves around from place to place, and it's. Right. I'm sure that it's a lot of. The shopping and the prep is oh, it's insane. Do you have to? Do you do all the prep there? Yeah, I do all the prep there, and then we do all the shopping. Uh, we do local. We lo- we shop locally, like all the mercados on Mar- cool. on Mission Street. So we're we're all we're about like supporting the community. Right. We're supporting the community. So yeah, we do. We shop and uh, I shop at like uh, Casa Lucas. Uh, Guadalupe Market. We do the meat market. That's where I get my pork, and then we go to Cash and Carry, was where we get all our supplies, like plates and stuff. And so it's great. I love those guys too. Like they now they know us, and we get fresh baked bread from the Casa Guadalupe. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's so good on that. that. It's very important to me, like the, just fresh, the freshness of it, and then like also I love shopping in the Mission and the Mercados, and like yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it's just been really great. But the prep work, yeah, it's kind of we do that prep that day. Right. <laughs> So it's a full. That Sunday is like a twelve-hour day. Oh yeah, man. I get I get there like at. I live in Oakland now, so I just take the I take the first part and come to. So and then you know and the pork, the pork itself, you it takes a long time to cook because I want that pork perfect. Right, 
right. it's like you know I, I put it in as soon as I get there and then like I cook it for like seven hours wow I marinate it for two days with my so when you get there in the morning marinade. are the guys there from the night before still there <laughs> like, no thank god the crew from the night before is gonna be you know that was like back in the day I'm sure <laughs> I remember right. bartending and we would probably be there at the time that I arrived there <laughs> but um, no they're not there the, the one guy that's there and I love him is uh, Jeff and he's the guy who cleans the kitchens oh. at Bender's and, or the key, cleans the bar and he's so great he does a really good job and shout out to Jeff yeah you rock it's always great to see you in the morning when I come in to put my pork so, so <laughs> sorry I'm in not, your way <laughs> it's not even the, the bartenders because um, at places like I know a bartender at at Doc's Clock, and they oh. have to they have to wipe all the bottles oh. every night. Like there oh, isn't yeah. there isn't like a cleaner person. Because oh, I no, always we still thought have to about do that. that. Oh, they do. No, we, the bartenders do. The, the cleaner just comes in because it gets pretty messy. Like the garbage, the, oh. the floors are like a disaster. People when they drink, you know, like it's. Oh not. yeah, we're terrible human beings. <laughs> So I stay on the back patio. So like a whole other like, monster that comes out. Yeah, I know. I, it's it's so funny. So like a lot of my time is spent at Benders and I love that place and it's weird yeah. because in San Francisco the bar culture is kind of like a real culture it's it a lot of my best friend a lot of the best things in my life that have ever happened are because of the back patio at Benders oh, and yeah. it's weird that that's a thing and I feel sometimes like geez I spend a lot of time at a bar but it's it's community it's it's community it's kind of like sort of like my, my church you know like yeah. people go to church and they and they drink wine there I guess it's just stupid <laughs> little sips and it's usually they eat crappy, bread and drink wine <laughs> tortillas <laughs> you know yeah something like that um but sometimes I feel like oh it's a, it's a am I spending too much time with the bar culture but then I'm like that's kind of San Francisco and it's been that way and yeah. it's I, I've bartended for years here. Like That's where I started. Like I used to work at the Molotovs, the Albion, the 500. Yeah. So I've known all these guys that, that, that work at Benders. And it's so funny being a bartender. No, this is great. From back in the day. And then here I am back at Benders. And I'm cooking. I'm at the bar hanging out with the same people that I used to know from back in the 90s. And I'm like in the kitchen now. <laughs> so you were at Benders before the fire. Yeah, I used to cook there in the in the beginning when with my friend Christian. He owned the he was the one who leased the kitchen. So yeah, I I cooked there a long time ago. Wow. I think it was like ten years ago or something. Wow. Like when when Benders first opened, I was there. Oh, when they first reopened, right? When Not, no, before they before, before they, the before fire, they, right? <coughs> BF <That's> crazy <laughs> before the fire. I showed up in San Francisco right after they reopened. So I became friends with uh, Lucas. Was running the. It was Weird Fish that took over the oh yeah I remember Weird the, Fish yeah the the bar, and it was so different then because they did two kinds of fries they did sweet potato fries and regular fries but they served them together, and I could never figure out why they would do that because you'd have to throw the sweet potato fries in earlier <laughs> and then the other fries and you had to time it out was it good? I mean they were sometimes the sweet potato fries were soggy sometimes yeah. and they were real fries so they were it was it depended on who was running the thing right it always does it's true man and Lucas like, is my buddy and he's like my tattoo artist too and he lives up in Olympia back in Olympia now or up in Seattle whatever but um, he was so dirty it's for me go ahead he was I mean I remember he used to pick his oh nose sometimes God. I just, and I'd be <laughs> like oh Lucas you gotta wash your hands after you pick your nose bro like Yikes. I'm sitting right here like Ugh. but I sat there because <laughs> At the time, I was a nanny, and I had a baby I was dealing with all day. But when I lived at this house up on York, I lived in the basement, and there wasn't any TV down there or anything. So the mom would come home at 6 o'clock. I'd have dinner made for them, and, and I'd take off, and I'd go to Bender's because I was like, 
if I hang out here, I'm going to have to keep babysitting. Like I've been with the kids for 10 hours. Escape. Let me escape to bed. Right. It's like, it was like from 8.30 in the morning until 5.30 at night. And once they got home, I was like out of there. And I was like, where the fuck am I going to go? So I would just, and that's when the smoking room used to be open. Oh, I love oh, the that smoking, smoking room, room in man. The back. Oh God, I don't remember the Wait, smoke. straight in the back next to the, next to their office. And we all oh, sit there. back there uh, and there'd be like 12, 15 people. They had a pipe hidden so you could just like pull it down. And oh, I remember the wanted. smoking room. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And there was I a totally big motorcycle guy. Flashed they on that it. One. Yeah. We, I used to have specific right. clothes just so that I could be in the smoking room. It was at specific jackets because everything just reeked of smoke. But oh. I hung out. Basically, I hung out at Bender's Monday through Friday from like six o'clock until like 11. What's well, a great bar? And you know what? I love seeing you there, Ashley. Oh, Yay. So Yay. it's good. It makes my day when I see you. So, but uh, you know, that's what I love. Bar culture too. And then when you find the right bar and Bender's is a bar too, that's been there for a long time and it's got the same old sensibilities that we used to have back in the day. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's a great, I love, and I, I like the bartenders there and yeah, the owners are bad. People yeah. are really cool and it's a great spot and I'm glad I'm cooking there. I, yeah. I feel really honored to be you know. So would you want to do like, what if they offered you every Sunday and they just said, you know what's um, easier? Just you running it. Sure. I'd yeah. do it. I, I love doing it. And, I, and this is the thing, you know, I think with Bender, Bender's, because Jake, Jake, I love you. And a shout to Jake and Shane. Oh, absolutely. Who are like amazing. And yeah. Jake is, you know, you guys have given me an opportunity and I love working you guys, with you guys. And I love you guys. You guys are awesome. And your food, their food. Bender's, their food is amazing because he is very, he's all about making things from scratch and yeah, they're just sauces. that little, oh yeah. The sauce on their chicken wings is insane. It's so good. And it's just that little extra, it doesn't take that much to make something from scratch. You know, you can buy yeah, this frozen shit and everything. It's gross, man. You can taste that. If you're used to yeah. eating stuff that, I mean, although there is, there is um, a place for that stuff because right. I, you know, I'm down with Well, I mean, it shit, takes, but, I mean, if but you, not in my restaurant. <laughs> I mean, if you have have access to the kitchen five days, oh, six yeah. days a week. You know, then if you want to make your own stock and you do that on Monday, on Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, all power to you. But my goodness, if you were just, I, I mean, your sauce, your dippy sauce, yeah. is insane. And is that just the pork? That's the Jew that's from the, the pork, man. The that's the marinade. So, oh, oh yeah. Okay. So that's the marinade. I use this like secret sauce, secret marinade, which is so good. Oh my god, and it really does. I it makes this pork so beautiful. And it cooks in there for like seven hours. And so it's this beautiful pork, pork sauce right, with the yeah. marinade. And that's what that it is. And then so you dip good. your sandwich. I, I think that's like the, you, you know, you can just take shots of that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> and then mofongo, we do this mofongo now. I mean, my friend Chale, uh, she's great. Like her mofongo, if you've never had mofongo. That's the plantains oh, yeah. that are Deep, double deep fried? It's a smash. It's plantains that are, are deep fried and then they're smashed. And then you put like raw garlic. And then we also make this um, like a garlic confit with butter and olive oil. Ooh. And they put that in there and then you smash them. Oh, I, I, well, that's a simple recipe. But anyways, it's so good. And then we make these beautiful sauce. She makes a sauce with the sofrito, which is uh, right, the tomato right, right. sofrito, which is the, the tomatoes. And, and then we put the, either like you, we have now we're, we're offering a 
shrimp and scallops when we get oh and that the seafood i love that seafood restaurant the seafood uh store around on mark uh, mission street that's yeah so, everything's so fresh i love some fat yeah I love the those best guys. place so we get so those scallops are like butter man yeah you just take you a bite of those scallops. and it's just like scallops and shrimps you should come I the next time that i didn't realize that's the mofongo and it's this beautiful sauce wow. and it's like it just kind of soaks into the plantain so when you take a bite it's like this like fried garlicky banana-y saucy whatever you meat you put on it right right <laughs> it's right. really sexy actually but, i mean scallops are so expensive uh, you know um, it, i mean is it cost because you're you keep your costs pretty we, well. we you know and i've been learning about that as well the cost is you know, it's just it's been a really cool journey of just uh understanding the whole um business side of it you know just just understanding how like to keep costs down like how much we sell of this and that and yeah and then th- and then that allows us to add so we're gonna have a special every time we do it so okay. we're gonna have an, another we're gonna have a we're gonna offer something that's not what we offer all the time but the but it but by under by understanding the costs and everything we i understand like how much we can spend on something special right and then that you know the, the scallops and the shrimp and that sold really well people Absolutely. love that you know and it's good to have like a variety of it's good to stick to, to the basics but also have a little bit of variety and you know just and then also to what i love about our pop-up too is is just turning people on to some a new cuisine you know right. a lot of people don't know what puerto rican food is and they've had puerto rican and cuban food but it sucks because right. a lot of pla- you know there's not very many puerto ricans well, well there's a lot of puerto rican there yeah. pork for seven hours and special i mean yeah. it i mean it falls it's like Oh yeah, it that's just strings right apart. It's so just like falls apart. <laughs> so good. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I so love that when it came out, and I was like, I can try it. Yay. It's like here, have some pork. Have oh. some pork crack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. I, it's just like I love. I love sauces. I love making sauces. I love marinades, and you know. And well, like, you know, the new grocery outlet is open now on Twenty Third and South Venice. So really, it just opened up. They it, they took years and years. They were fighting over it, and it took. They had to like redo the whole building because it was falling apart. It used to be an IGA back in the day. I'm trying to think. Twenty. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, really? they opened something they there. They opened. It's a what? grocery outlet. <gasps> I remember. I saw. We ro- we drove by it because yeah. it used to be a grocery store back in the day. Wasn't their it? their meat section. Yeah, it was like an ago. IGA or something like that. They don't have their own bakery. They have baked goods, but eh. but they had their meat section is insane and really. really crazy prices because they're weird they get weird stuff so like they have like you know two dollar ben and jerry pints and you're like how is that possible so it's like a so an outlet so it's basically excuse me <laughs> it's basically discounted food yeah it's like we're it's like we're frozen food oh, i'm gonna go to check die. that out. but it's better it's like better than food for less it's okay like, yeah it's, food for less is kind of <laughs> right well that's the thing is that i've had my issues with food, food for, for less. less is exactly yeah, <laughs> it's, like, like, oh it's, it's where God, fish really? sticks go to die yeah. absolutely and you have to check the expiration date they like, go to die how from, old are these fish sticks what's like, going they on they go here? in the cryogenics <laughs> right oh, so gross uh but they have the one thing that i always love about food for less is they have like jalapenos you can get the jalapenos there for so cheap really like stupid amounts like 25 cents a pound or something what? something insane oh my god because i like, eat jalapenos so. the, but that like stuff for that like and and um peppers and stuff like that food for less has always been really inexpensive oh i know okay but there's only certain yeah. things i'll get from them uh butter is good over there because it's cheap oh really because that's we use butter and or but i use costco too um for for butter, but that Costco is crazy though. Going to Costco oh. is ugh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a, 
I went there, I mean, a couple of times and it's just like, I mean, I'm always like, yay, I go in a good mood because I'm going to go shopping and then I leave there. I'm like, oh my God, I'm yeah, so stressed wanna, out. I don't want to kill somebody. It's like, yeah. everybody's in my way, like getting run over by those big... <laughs> Yeah, everyone's got enormous carts, oh and they're all trying to get to the free sample. Yeah. And it's like you know exactly what a chicken nugget tastes like. Like, yeah, not, don't don't pretend that you really have to try this aggressive. new cheese ravioli. Yeah. Who cares? It's green for um, St. Patrick's Day. Are you doing anything special for St. Patrick's Day? Uh, oh, St. Patrick's Day! It's no, this Friday. I know it all is. the amateurs are coming in no, from Walnut Creek. I helped my friend cook. Uh, the corned beef well I helped him with the corned beef and cabbage at the elixir actually oh, last hey. Saturday so it's, it was weird they had the parade last Saturday and then and St. Patrick's yeah. Day is this weekend it's very right. confusing it's I was like what's going confusing. on here yeah. they like, must wait. not have gotten the permits for the <laughs> or something that's yeah wow yeah there's a there's a show here on Friday night and it's called St. Puketrix Day and it's all comedians they're gonna do rock bottom stories about puking in weird places and <laughs> passing out and being Ooh. disgusting human beings <laughs> yeah I'm gonna tell a story about how I, I puked in my hat once on on my way to Ugh. I was on the way to go I would had decided to join a sorority in college which was a mistake because they ended up throwing me out but <laughs> when I was being initiated I was so fucked up from the night before and I had gotten dressed up and I was going to go do the thing I had makeup on but I was kind of green and I'm in the car with these ladies and they're taking us to this undisclosed location to like Haze go you. be right do whatever it is that they do to introduce us to the whatever and I took my hat off and I puked in it oh man I ruined a perfectly good hat Ugh. it was a cute hat too what did they say um, did they know that they see you? I, I was just and that's someone great. Was Yay, driving here I, and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I just had to puke in my hat. I don't even think. I think I was still so drunk that I didn't even recognize them caring that much about it. But we eventually pulled over and I dumped the puke out of my hat and then I threw the hat away. And uh, and then they made us do this weird stuff. We had to wash our feet and it, I'm wow. not supposed to tell people about the <laughs> candle shit. And they made us drink this weird concoction. It was weird. It was weird, but I ended up yeah. getting out. Were you ever in a sorority or anything stupid like that? Never. In girls no, I, I dropped out of school and like, I don't know. I know. Then absolutely. Wouldn't. I, I went to a couple parties and like, <laughs> but that's it. I remember my sisters both went to Santa Barbara. <laughs> that's a big and, party school. Oh my God. I was like, how the hell do you guys study? And it was so funny because I, all I did was like, we would, take i would just take bong hits the whole time and like go to these like these weird these wild keg parties and like party all the time and like and i was like how do you guys study my oldest sister was like a physics major (laughs) my younger sister was like studying russian and i'm like wow you guys like everybody was like an amazing i actually i met some pretty amazing people and like the people that my older sister hung out with they were like math mathematicians like really brilliant but huge stoners man. and they were the huh. best conversations because it was like wow what you know like mind expanding right <laughs> well because I, I, I was really stoned <laughs> at the time too I uh smoked a lot of pot in college because we, my freshman year uh these I was at this someone's room or something was going on and I wasn't smoking pot and someone said to me gee Pam we like you a lot better when you're stoned <laughs> and I was like oh I should probably smoke I used to be a very uptight person oh really like yeah. as a kid and without smoking a daily marijuana I can be <laughs> really up to Zach knows I'm um, I'm highly regimented in scheduling and mm. in like expectations sometimes of other people and if I just smoke pot everything's a lot better yeah pot yeah. you know 
Yeah. Love I've just started smoking pot. Or not, I don't even know. I'm not smoking it. I've been eating it. Eating it, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, I, kinda, I, I actually like eating it more than I like smoking it. I love that feeling of just, like, like yeah. last night. Yeah, it was really fun. Sweet. So it's been kind of cool. And I don't, I can't sleep. You know, I'm not a very good, oh. I am a very intermittent sleeper. And I had, oh my, I had the weirdest dreams last night too. It was like, I got shot. <laughs> uh oh. And I really felt it. Like, I, I really felt that I was shot. Like, this kid, like, shot me with a oh. semi-automatic because I grabbed, I told him, I like yelled at him for have even pointing the gun at me. I was like, "What the? F- quit well, and you know, in dream interpretation, <laughs> everything is actually you. So you are the gun. You are yeah. the kid. So you have to think like, what does a gun represent? It represents probably like power over." life and death maybe yeah. are you having I, some mortality issues right now no, you know the big changes are happening right now that's for sure and then just i think uh you know just there's a lot of um the uh, young you it was a man though it was a young boy it was a little it was a young black guy it was a young but i was like lying there and i could feel the gun and i was like oh i'm not gonna die no nope. and like laying in the and i was like wow this is amazing how this doesn't really hurt you know what? i was like lying in this puddle what part of yourself and then it would switched be the to me healing guy? Huh, and it switched to healing. Yeah, so like, like there's years part later of yourself <laughs> that wants to kill you. There's the, the whatever the young oh, black man is inside <laughs> you. That part wants maybe that is a weird thing because you're really you're really right now you're experiencing grand success. Oh like, yeah, and there's really a, there's so many things so in the in the, pro, in the works too. I'm just trying to like inter- figure out an interpretation <laughs> for young black man shoots you and then you heal just fine. Maybe that it's maybe it's a societal pressure because we think like it's what the society is saying about stuff, and you're like, I got this. You can say whatever you want. Was there a bad Yelp review? There's everything's been no, great. and everything's been good. I don't know. I just been um, no. I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. Figure <laughs> it out. It's part of it's something. It's about all my it's my own symbols, and I guess I get right, it. right, right, right. So I haven't been remembering my dreams lately. I just yeah, haven't I, been. I've been. I've been a little under the weather, so I uh, uh, maybe I think that makes a difference. Fri- February was the worst month, actually. Like the, I was under the. I think I was sick the whole month of February. Oof. It was. A, it was a very interesting. Thing? That was awful. What's that? Did you get the stomach flu thing? That was awful. No, I didn't oh, get the stomach flu thing, oh. but I definitely got that flu thing, right. <laughs> like the fever, and, and then I had to work. Like I was oh, working like with 102 so degree temperature. I was like, okay. And actually, it was kind of cool because which kitchen? Thirsty Bear. Oh yeah, I was working at Thirsty Bear. <laughs> And I was just, it was, I was like delirious. So nothing really affected me. <laughs> I was like, and I was laughing at my own jokes. Yeah. Know, like, uh, people were like looking at me like, okay. What's their, what's their menu like? What's your favorite thing to cook at Thirsty Bear? Well, I don't cook there. I actually wait tables there. Right. Yeah. Thirsty Bear is great. I, I love Thirsty Bear. Um, I love the people I work with. They're really amazing. I, love yeah. that. I worked with, I'm not working there any longer. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. I just, it was still on your Facebook. That's all. No, I know. You gotta change I love them. affiliations. <laughs> That'll happen soon. I, I, I figure out how to do that. <laughs> so uh, you're going to sit down with your friend Elise and maybe think of like a, you're going to write down this, the seven oh, points of life yeah, and I gotta, your five-year plan and the whole... I'm going to really start doing this because... And then I have other projects that I really want to do also that are kind of... Um, I've got a few irons in the fire. Cool. I mean, and it's like, I think now at this time of my life too, it, it's just amazing. I love the evolution of self. Sure. And, you know, things that you go through. And I think, you know, everything happens with timing, you know, and it's all about timing and when you're yeah. ready to have things come about, you know, and then, and that's when things really happen, you know. Hi. Oh, Absolutely. yay. Here comes, here's it. my friend um, Chalet. If you want to sit right there in front of the microphone, it's a better microphone. 
So, so I, I think now is a good time for a lot of things are just starting to manifest and, right. and just being more focused and grounded and you know just letting things come because it's coming. There's a Absolutely. lot of things coming. Yeah. And, it's, and little baby steps is what I'm learning. <laughs> and your partner, Charlay, is here she now. Is. The Puerto Rican uh, My Puerto Rican partner. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Altacast. And we have a we have a lovely little hot dog in the room. Hello. Oh, this is yeah. Virgo. Uh, looks, Hi, Virgo. Looks part um, has some lovely dachshund in there. Sweetie, she's the sweetest dog. A little red dachshund and maybe some, maybe some uh, some kind of terrier, maybe like a fox terrier kind of mix. She's a Craigslist dog. She's a Craigslist dog. So I'm not sure what. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, dachshund and uh, fox terrier. But I'm guessing. She's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys, you work, you work together. Uh, yes. Now twice a week, and you're at the at the Sunday second and fourth Sundays right. at Bender's at 19 South NS. Great, great, great food. And uh, we were talking about plans for the future. So you guys are thinking like, so the ultimate dream would be. You have you have a storefront on mission, like but of what size? Would you like want like a Yamo size, uh, like a you know, tiny little? My bit, you know, we're. Yeah, my dream is there's that place on that's the Royal Cuckoo's next the second of the store. Right, I would right, love right. to have a place like that, like right. a little, like a little bodega, you know, kind of like with uh, I can play music and then you know just like you know do like family style food. And I don't know how they stay good. alive. I they're love so that great place. and their little bar is so. Have cool. you been in there? It's so yeah, cool. their little bar is so cool and they have great wine selection and uh, I just wonder like how if it's if it's it's the cost effectiveness like having a liquor license is insane and not liquor but beer and wine it's so like i can't imagine how well you have to do to be able to it's pretty tough too but there's a lot of programs out there that like help and especially programs for women that like help like help you start your own business and like get your food truck like off the grid like they have programs and really la cocina is another one and um there's another one too so there is there's uh, there's it's just how you approach it and like what you know like and you got to really research you know your um alternatives or your um you know food trucks are so cool but now it's like you can't just park it anywhere you have to have yeah. the right permitting or you have to be part of off the grid and then they take some of your money and then where do you park it at night and like I couldn't imagine how that would uh, how that would all pan out but I mean you guys you're restaurateurs so that's something you probably think yeah about. we'll see so it's just all baby steps now so right. what what is in the future is just it's we you know you have to you know we're gonna we're gonna do the two day the two Sundays at Benders and that's gonna be like a that that's the beginning so just right. kind of like see how where that goes and how how that takes us and where that you know exactly goes and then yeah we'll and it's work from there fun place to be uh, great place to hang out so how did you guys meet it was <laughs> random right it was some you guys met in some really crazy way <laughs> going live on Facebook oh okay Yay. cool hi we're at, um, Mutiny Radio yeah 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 the, um, the show's called the AltaCast the AltaCast and it is on With Wednesdays from noon to two Wednesdays noon to oh, okay. two where can they tune in uh, mutinyradio.fm mutinyradio.fm yep. so we're going to talk about our pop-up <laughs> yeah. that we're doing so far here's Virgo hi. <laughs> this is the I'm shy Pam I'm how you doing hi. Pam Benjamin. I don't really like to get filmed yeah. <laughs> you're going all the people have been doing this Facebook live thing and I just I'm like I don't even really I know really wrap my brain around it but that's super cool that they're it's like a YouTube that's immediate like it immediately 
yeah collects the video and then it's kind of technology it's man. pretty Amazing. neat yeah technology is moving but you guys you say uh, technology screw it you're gonna cook your pork for seven hours fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if there was some crazy like flavo injecto thingo you'd be like no, no way we're doing it old school yeah that's just how it's done yeah we want everything especially um grassroots and community orientated and we pretty much want to give back to everything and everybody there's been so much gentrification there's been so many people being displaced there's been being these local ma and pa's that have been around forever growing up with them and they're gone now so we need to bring back our culture as far as like the cuban sandwiches yeah the puerto rican mofongos the elotes all of that we want to have that back in the neighborhood and to support that right and Everything that we do, whatever is left over, it's given to the homeless. Whatever food that we have, we encourage people to bring, donate, you know, clothes, donate shoes, donate whatever they have left over so that we can pass that out, no matter how tired we are. (laughs) Yeah, and we're tired, man. (laughs) Yeah, we, we pass all of that out to everybody. So not only are we purchasing everything from the local community, from friends, if we have people who make food, you know, we will buy it from them, the chile, you know, um, merchandise, jewelry, anything that is local, people who want to join in and be a part of it, we can give them that platform. Yeah. You know, if I have a friend who makes soaps, um, my friend Michelle, great soaps, she makes these beautiful soaps from Dirty Mouse, you know, I want her to sell her stuff there when she's around. Yeah. If I have a friend who makes desserts. Um, Tamika came by. She sold her desserts. That's great. Um, Sounds like a real socialist. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Cuban, so cool. Like Cuban socialism, but in a nice, in, in a non-Castro way, in a real And happy. this is great. Like We have to support each other right now. Yeah. These times, and we all have to come Women coming together. And, exactly. And, you know. and that's how me and her met. Yeah. You know, completely just this is great. each other. And yeah. making sure that we came up and it blossomed into something beautiful. So. And I, and we support each other all, like a lot. Like right. I think it's great. Like right. it's, we it's met. So cool that you guys whim. still care that you don't you you haven't just sort of said, well, we're gonna try to make as much money as no, possible no. in this capitalist wide world. And you're like, ugh, it just makes money that comes to us. It's able to provide to more people and to our community and to our loved ones. It's not going into our pockets for a vacation or to buy fancy stuff. If people come and they support us and they buy our food, that is going to build us and help us grow so that we can give more people jobs. We can get the forum. Well, I heard platform. You're hiring somebody to be your... We have, yeah. That's already already job providers. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's amazing. Our friend Anastasia, she was with us from the get-go and... It was one of these things where Antoinette needed the help, so we volunteered to help her. And it just, we couldn't have three people because it just wasn't economical. We weren't, right. we really don't make that much. But now, I mean, we're we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's so great. It's so exciting. I think it's so exciting. It makes so me so glam. happy. So I know we were. That last so Sunday was to crazy. Be able to have her back. You yeah. Know? And she's our Russian sister, and we yeah. love her. And, She's in the industry. And that's how it. That's how we met. Actually, yeah. was the because I was walking by Clooney's. I just got robbed. I had all my rent. Oh my All God. my money got stolen, and I was like, "Fuck!" I and I was doing doubles all the time. I was working doubles, and it was like, and there was a lot of stuff going on in that time for me too. And um, and I was just, uh, and then when wait, that wait, happened, did they steal your purse? Did they hit you? Are you they okay? They took my. They took my backpack. No, they didn't. They just took it around. They took all of her money. Yeah, they took, it they took all my but money. They didn't like beat you up. No, I, no, I would beat them up okay, if they good. beat. You know, okay, like gotcha, no, I'm, gotcha. I'm very good with my reflexes oh, in that sucks. department. But uh, yeah, so I got my. Uh, 
everything stolen and then I was just like I remember and I was like and I was doing doubles and I was like and it was so funny because I did I think that night I was just kind of let go like I was like all right I got to figure this out and then my friend who I do the pop uh, the pop-ups with in the beginning he couldn't do it so I was like I had to find somebody to do it you know so I'm walking and it was like after work and I was just like okay what am I gonna, you know, like trying to figure out, like what's gonna, what am I, what's my next plan? And then um, I was walking by Clooney's, and then Monty was out there, and he was closing, and then uh, Chale and Anastasia were standing out there, and I was like, hey, we started talking, and then we ended up going to the Dover. I was like, come on, let's go to the Dover, yeah. and have some drinks, and we just started talking, and I was talking to them about my pop-ups, and then they were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I need to have somebody, and then I was like, told them about my wallet, like everything getting stolen. Rent, it's, I can't believe you weren't crying. Like I would yeah. be in well, such a mess. If it, but my, you know, when it's done, when it's like, that's it, you know, you can't, it's like, you just have to move forward, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm sure I did cry, <laughs> but you know, it was at the point that I met them, I was like, okay, I got to like move forward. I got to figure yeah. out like, they can't cry about this. I got to figure out what, how I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like what's You're, the, pro, well, how do I make this work? Yeah, and then, something happens and somebody needs help and I had just been through a rough situation getting laid off from my job and you know we, we were just all in this space and it was it great was like fuck you know let's help each other yeah you know, and, and we made wow. an agreement we swapped numbers and <laughs> next morning, I had called her up because I wasn't sure if this was for real. Like, is this right. drunk talk? And <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I actually need help. And all three of us just got together and we did. It was really nice, too. I mean... It's and then, such like a sisterhood. Yeah. And, and, and then, beautiful. and then yeah. you with your elotes. And then she was so, they were so great. I love these women. I love you. I love Anastasia. And it was such a great, you know, I mean, although I was a little stressed, but, yeah. but, but it still it was a really great feeling. You know, this is what I love. You know, it's like, the, I mean, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And right. it's like this, the connection, boom, happened. And that was the seed. And then that seed grew into this beautiful, like, beautiful flower. And where, all of our friends got yeah. together and helped us out. And we were so able to cool. do, like, um, fundraisers for the No DAPL. Yeah. We raised a lot of money. I think that we donated about 400 or 500 bucks. That's them, great. And also a ton of supplies and the, to be sent out to them. And everybody just got together. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. You know, my friends, her friends. Oh, yeah. We have community just get together and talking and having a good time. And just helping each other out. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's great. not something Our, that we're planning on. We're not, we weren't trying to capitalize <laughs> and do but stuff and have, you know, this, it just happened. And and I think, and that's, we, and that's the, the beautiful thing is too, is that I'm that kind of, she's that person, I'm that person. And it's so beautiful to come together with somebody who has the same, like, ideology as right. I do, as we do. Right. And I'm all about, like, giving, giving, because, you know, I've come from many times, you know, had some hard times and, it's always nice when people help out, you know, and, and I'm all about helping out. And, you know, just, I just believe in that. I believe that's what I believe about and that life we is. Do. And, you know. and we live by that through our pop up. I mean, we only support our local community. We only buy it through like the small markets on Mission Street. Yeah. We only buy it through our friends. We only buy it through those ma and pa's. We want to keep them in business. Uh, if we do anything that's major, we don't want to go to Costco or Safeway. We go right, to Cash and Carry. Yeah, yeah, cash yeah. and Carry. <laughs> I love Cash. Hello, Cash yeah. and Carry. So, right. Oh, Mario. We go there and we get all of our supplies there but everything is grassroots community 
neighborhood San Francisco we want to bring back the culture you know well you're no. two Latinx ladies yeah chilling out I love that new yeah. word Latinx with the X Latinx. I love it I love it because it encompasses both Latinos and Latinas but in our new um, in our new administration what's the you're both Latina uh, descendant type people yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 identify with it what what are some of the fears that you have you seen anything new in this new administration do you feel the fear are you does it affect you are you just saying because of this we're gonna put our our mm. our ideals where our you know our mouth is and, and do what you're doing community based and or is there I mean, I think there's always been community-based in my heart. and I mean, I mean, right now it's more needed, you know? I mean, I'm more up for that. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I can, this whole administration has kind of like gotten me a little, yeah, it's not. It's a little uh, scary. But it's, it's a good time scary. to start a small business. It is. And it's a really good time with to start her, a small I mean, business. I, you know, I, I hate the fact that so many people feel that way. And on my end is more of like, this is how the Black Panthers got started. Yeah, you right. Know, I love your food. This is how Planned Parenthood got started. This, these are how these beautiful organizations that help people yes. out got started. This yeah. is something that we want to do. So out of all these programs that are getting defunded, that are getting thrown away from this administration, you know, whether it be healthcare, whether it be women's rights, whatever the case may be, problems with minorities, we are trying to build that up and to bring it and make it our own and say this is not okay and we're going to do this and we're going to support each yeah. other and help each other at all costs because we're yeah. very powerful in that way right. that we can stand yeah. together you know and and it's and it, that's what we focus on right. we don't want to do anything else unless right. you are down with that yeah you know? and so. and i think it, it is what we do individually as a group i mean i think that's where it starts the grassroots of right. the right. that's where it all is you know yeah you know it's all how you do it in your community what you do in your everyday life you know I think that's where it's important that's where you make your stand and that's how everything's you make been affecting me in a weird way I live in the Tenderloin and, and um, I've been smiling really big at people who wear like headscarves and like Muslims yeah. and, and I'll be like good morning and I'm like really extra nice and it's weird they must be looking at me like alright white girls trying a little too hard to be like pro but I want to let people know like I'm not the, like the rest of white America I want inclusion i think that it's i uh, migrant workers have like funded california for years and now we're saying no but i i'm i know i want to be but now i feel like i'm almost <laughs> getting over inclusive like, like i'm <laughs> trying too hard but either way I, I mean i guess i'd rather try too hard and be aware of than like you know not try at all and be a yeah. racist right. Uh, <laughs> right. no and, and that's that's very important to have people around like you and, and like us so that we can work together and come together and show everybody that, you know, fuck this, this isn't right, it's not okay, and it's not normal, and we can all, you know, help each other out, no matter who you are, whether right. you're homeless, black, white, Latino, LGBT, you know, whatever the case it is, we can all do something to help each other out. We don't have any money. We're not, you know, we're not millionaires. We don't have anybody else funding us. We're not getting anything. We're doing this out of our pocket. Yeah. And it's it's for us in order to give back and for us to be able to pay rent. Yeah. Right. To, to, food right. to be able to do this. So, yeah. well, and so it's, it's, it's no matter if you're LGBT, right. Latino, communist, Republican, everyone loves a Cuban sandwich. Uh. <laughs> And I'm like a fungo. I'm a fungo. I'm a fungo. 
<laughs> that mofongo, yes. Cuban sandwich and mofongo. I think it's just the, that's the, I know. I didn't, you know, growing up, I'm 100% Puerto Rican. My parents came here, you know, from Puerto Rico. And that's just how we did it. With a big family, you use a baseball bat. Right, the baseball bat. It was so rad. Look at the picture of you with the baseball bat. I'm doing it with the baseball bat. And everybody's like, oh my God, let me take pictures of you. And I'm like, (laughs) You look great. That looks great. No, it's awesome. So So great. (laughs) And I love the page. She's got. She's yeah. so great at so, making our pages. You know, like so I what's love the, your pages. So what's the what's the page name? And we'll do a link and we'll oh, let cool. everybody know. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, La Cubana and Elote Pop Up. Yep. All right. La yeah. Cubana That's it. La Cubana and Elote Pop Up. Second and fourth Sundays <laughs> at Bender's. At Bender's. At yeah. Thank you both so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, I want uh, to wrap up the Altacast for the day. Thanks for going live on the Facebook. Uh, your dog's really cute. Thank you for having us. Oh. Yes. Yeah, can I, you guys are great. Can I say one thing too? Absolutely. So hey, I want to give a shout to my friend Elise. Uh, we're d- for at the Raw Juice, Raw a Juice Company. We're doing. We're going to be at. Um, we're both going to be at the uh, Avocado Com at Spark. Spark. And that's going to be Elise's um, Juice Bar is going to be there. So come on down if you're to, to all those vegans. <laughs> it's raw vegan food. And, well, it's raw vegan food and uh, avocado shakes and juice. So. I also want to thank Jamie Lynn because she's going oh, yeah, to serve food since we were so back oh, on time. Um, she's actually taking her time out to come all the way out here thank you. to serve food for us so that people will have their food on time and that nothing is mixed up and stuff like that. So we're going to be on top of it. And this, no, D- yes. And Anastasia, Anastasia, love you. Love you. Thank you guys so much Yay, for thank you, Pam. being here. Uh, we'll see or we'll uh, like everything on Facebook. We'll see everybody next week on the Altcast. Coming up next, Some Call Me Tim with special guest Paul Sanford. Thank you. For a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number four, AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. 
You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics 
will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. 